Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. A new animated series for preschool audiences debuted on Netflix last October. It's called Spirit Rangers. It's about and by Native people. The main characters are three Cowlitz and Chumash siblings, Cody, Summer, and Eddie Skyseeder, who can magically transform into a bear cub, a red-tailed hawk, and a turtle. The second season of the series was released in the spring. That's when we talked to Joey Clift and Deborah Isle. Clift has been working on the show since the beginning. He is an L.A.-based comedian, television writer, and enrolled member of the Cowlitz Tribe of Southwest Washington. He serves as a consulting producer on the show. He wrote an episode this season about salmon habitat restoration that features a guardian salmon spirit voiced by the musician and Cowlitz tribal member Deborah Isle. I started by asking Clift if he remembers when he first heard there was going to be an animated show on Netflix about and by Native people. Uh, yeah, I was brought in in the uh, very early stages. I remember um, you know, hearing about the show, kind of rumblings from friends um, about um, a really great uh, Shumash TV writer named Carissa Valencia, who was um, uh, looking for writers to um, staff a show that she created on Netflix. Um, this was like in a pre-writer's room, very, very early stages. And um, we met to talk about it uh, in February 2020, like two weeks before things shut down due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, initially, um, when she pitched the idea to me, I wasn't totally sure about that because I'm, you know, a comedian. I do a lot of stuff in the alt comedy space and I've never really written for like this young of an age group. But then when she described it to me as Power Rangers meets Sailor Moon, but native, I was like, oh, I'm so into this. She she spoke your language there. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, this is uh, very much my jam. <laughs> so you mentioned the show's creator. Carissa Valencia uh, is Shumash, the, uh, as is the mom in, uh, of this family. The dad is Cowlitz. How did that happen? Um, so uh, in the early stages of the writer's room in May of 2020, um, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, understanding that, you know, this was the first uh animated kids show in the history of U.S. animation, like created by a Native person with an all-Native writer's room. And it really felt like we had a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, like say kind of what we wanted to say and like about, you know, Native representation in media. And so, uh, you know, we had a long conversation about like what we wanted the tribal makeup of the family to be. Would they be from one tribe? Would they be a mixed tribe family where the mom and dad are from different tribes? Would they be from made up tribes or real tribes? And what we landed on is that, you know, uh, both of our tribes are from are are like you know relatively small comparatively only a couple of thousand members and you know we don't often see our tribes represented in media so we thought it would be cool if it was a mixed tribe family with the mom being a member of the Shumash tribe and the dad being a member of my tribe and um she was very Chris was very gracious gracious in asking me if I wanted to do that so I um you know wanted to make sure I was doing it the right way so I pitched it to my tribe's tribal council and cultural resources board and um they uh, you know had a vote on it and um since then, you know, once receiving that vote, we've worked hand in hand with the tribe, um, making sure that, you know, all the Cowlitz representation in the show is very, you know, spot on and cool and is, you know, uh, uh, honorable and respectful as it possibly can be. What was your pitch? I mean, when when you when you brought this to the, the tribal council, a sovereign nation, what did you what did you ask them? Oh, uh, I mean, what what I asked them was. Uh, you know, I'm going to say with a lot of emotion, basically, um, you know, explaining 
the importance of um, you know, like uh, the the complete lack of like positive and authentic native representation that we'd seen as kids growing up. And I, you know, as somebody who'd been working in Hollywood for a while, had the opportunity to work on a show that like wouldn't just put native representation forward, but would put like Howlett's representation forward in a real way. And, um, you know, so I really just, uh, you know, wrote a very emotional statement to them explaining like our intentions with the show, what we wanted to do and really focusing on um the Cowlitz uh, creed is we're the forever people. And I thought that um, with, you know, my position on the show and with the work of a lot of culture keepers for my people, um, you know, we could make sure that that isn't just a motto, it's a promise. And I think that for me, at least by, you know, bringing Cowlitz characters, Cowlitz language and, you know, uh, stories inspired by legends into, you know, uh, Netflix, which is a global platform that everybody can watch. I could, you know, be doing my part to help guarantee that in the future. Hmm. And obviously that that pitch, um, that worked. Um, Deborah, I'm curious, part of what Joey just said there is that, the, that there, there wasn't a show like this in the past when he was growing up. That, that is, is true for you. What went through your mind when you first heard about this show? I thought it was phenomenal because I just remember as a teenager trying to find out more specifics, having grown up in California about the Cowlitz tribe and having information be pretty hard to come by. Hmm. And it took no, me no internet old- and, and not a lot of, or maybe not any Cowlitz people around you. Right. Hmm. Right. Um, Cause I didn't grow up in Washington at all. My mom and dad split up when I was two and a half years old. So we moved to California then. Hmm. What went through your mind when Joey reached out to you to voice the character of the great salmon spirit? I was completely excited and up for it, of course. And the fact that I get to sing as well, well, that was just another plus hmm. because, you know, I love to sing and, that's how a lot of people know me. So hmm. I figured that any of my fans that heard about that would think, wow, what a great opportunity. Hmm. Joey, um, can you describe um, the setup for one of the stories you wrote for this new second season? It's it's called Salmon, Where Are You? Uh, yeah, for sure. So the episode is about um, the uh, dad of the Sky Cedar family, who's a member of the Cowlitz tribe, um, wanted to... Um, create a, a salmon restoration project for Hoos National Park, which is the fictional Southern California National Park that um, the show is based in. And um, he needed to track down um, some salmon that exist in this lake in Hoos National Park to um, basically show um, members of the Parks Department, as well as the Shumash tribe, that salmon already exist in this park. So you're um, increasing a population and not just and not establishing a population of salmon that doesn't exist. And, um, you know, so the kids uh, really want to help their dad to find salmon. So they, um, you know, use their powers to transform and visit Spirit Park to see if they can track down any sort of um, Shumash Aquawak spirits, which is um, salmon and Shumash. And um, they happen across um, the great salmon spirit from the Cowlitz tribe who's visiting from the Cowlitz Nation, who um, is helping a small population of Aquawak in um, a small kind of side lake in the park. And, um, you know, for me, it was such an honor and an immediate thought of like, oh, I have to get Deborah Ayal to voice that hmm. character because she's, you know, such a great you know, representative of our people. And, you know, I like, I like we, you talked about earlier and De- Deborah talked about this earlier. For me, like the first time that I heard 
my tribe's name mentioned by somebody that was not a direct family member was listening to um, 107.7 The End in Seattle, Washington, hearing a Romeo Void song, which Deborah um, is the lead singer of, and the DJ after the song sang, um, and, uh, you know, that was uh, Never Say Never by Romeo Void, uh, which is, um, you know, lead singer is Deborah Ayal, who's a member of the Cowlitz Indian tribe. And I was just driving in my car. It was 2023 or two, that it was 2003. I was driving in my car to community college and like, I almost got into an accident because I was like, what? There's other Cowlitz people. <laughs> and like, there's another Cowlitz <laughs> person that's like a member of this cool post-punk new wave band. And, you know, it's so, yeah, it's just I'm so glad that I was able to get her involved and she was into this. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's absolutely. let's have a listen to uh, a clip from the show. Um, that we'll hear the the kids in the show and Deborah as well. Um, this is when they have met you, the, the great salmon spirit, uh, in this sort of side lake. Let's have a listen. This tiny pond sure is crowded. You all should come to the lake. There's way more wiggle room. Our dad is working hard to make the lake perfect for salmon to live in again. What do you say? If you think the lake is ready for some slamming salmon, I'll wrangle the Okaloge Salmon Squad. They'll be much happier in their traditional home. It's going to be a lot harder to go up the rapids than down. I don't think my bubbles are strong enough to carry all of us. Never say never. I've got your back. Just hold on tight. There is a little Easter egg there for fans with uh, Never Say Never, a reference to uh, the song that Joey just mentioned um, from Romeo Void. And then that next line, Deborah, what does I've Got Your Back mean to you in this context? Well, we, we're all going to work together. And that's really the point of the song as well, is that it will take all of us and we need to work together. And so I've got your back is sort of literal too as well because the salmon spirit is carrying the canoe. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, well, you've got my back, but I've got your back, you know. Um, my sister called me when she was watching it with her um, grandkids and she was so excited at that line. And she was like, oh, we need to get t-shirts made that say, Never say never. I've got your back in a picture of the cartoon character. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. Joey, how have you thought about... And that's Joey. Joey who, wrote Who wrote that those lines. In there, so, yeah. um, well, how have you thought about balancing important information that you want to impart, whether it's it's cultural information or scientific, talking here about salmon habitat and, and making cooling the water. Um, so all that on the one hand, and then just, you know, adventure and excitement to keep four-year-olds watching. Um, so I think that that is sort of like leaning into um, the limitations of the medium. Every episode of Spirit Rangers is about 16 script pages on page, which translates to, I forget the exact number, but it's like 11 minutes, 30 seconds, 12 minutes or so. So because of that, like to hit all the story beats that you got to hit, you got to just keep things moving. So um, there were definitely earlier drafts of the script where I, you know, went into a lot more detail about, uh, you know, salmon restoration. But then I kind of thought like, Oh, you know, like it's we kind of just need to hit the hit the highlights instead of going into, you know, immense detail about, you know, the history of salmon restoration in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> um, I, I think that I try to look at a lot of this stuff and something that I'm really excited about um, with Spirit Rangers is inserting what I think about are sort of like information hooks. So, um, you know, uh, if you watch this episode with your kid and you want to know more about like the our people's involvement in salmon restoration, you know, you could Google it and there are definitely resources online. 
Um, or, you know, re referencing somebody like Deb Holland, who's the current Secretary of the Interior, with the hopes that, you know, I'm not giving her entire biography, but that, you know, parents watching this would, you know, think, oh, that's really cool. I'll Google that and tell my kid more about, you know, Deb Holland. And um, so I think it's sort of, um, uh, you know, wanting to uh, honor my people and include, you know, cool Khaled's Easter eggs like, you know, like Never Say Never, which is a great, you know, Romeo Void song. Um, while also trying to just like push the story forward and not making it too self-indulgent. <laughs> what have you heard? For, for, oh, sorry, uh, Deborah, what do you want to say? I was going to say, I thought it was also really great that he mentioned the Yurok and the Karuk and the Hoopa and the work that they've done for salmon restoration for a long time. Because being from California, I gravitated toward Northern California and lived among those tribes and taught at the Indian Action Council preschool in, in Eureka. And became friends with people and camped on the river, you know, where they were um, catching salmon and everything. And so I felt like, wow, that that reflects in my background of knowing salmon culture from Northern California. Hmm. And I, I have to give a shout out to um, Jolie Proudfit, who's a really amazing um, cultural uh, cultural consultant for Spirit Rangers, who's a member of a Southern <laughs> California tribe who... Um, is just an expert on, you know, uh, salmon restoration kind of all along the West Coast. And uh, those were a lot of um, her suggestions were to include those lines. And uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so glad she did, because I, I want the show to be as inclusive to, you know, all Native folks as well as non-Native folks as an opportunity to, you know, learn and just experience these cool stories. Joey, can you give us a sense for what it's been like for you to be in the writer's room for this production, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a first, an all-Native writer's room for an animated series about, you know, Native young people and, 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 and adults as well. What's the writer's room like? Oh, it's, uh, it's just so cool. I mean, working on this show, like, every morning logging on to, like, a, a Zoom chat of other Native folks, um, which is, you know, like a first for my career. Usually I'm the only Native person in the room. And um, I think that uh, working with so many other Native folks, there's so much um, what we call like Indian 101 or Native 101 that we don't have to really wade through to kind of just get to the story points. Mm. Um, like I can say, oh, we should, we should have Deb Holland be the person that sends the Parks Department and we should reference that. And I feel like to a lot of non-Natives, they're not necessarily going to understand the significance of Deb Holland, so I'd have to stop and explain to them why she's important and why she's so cool. Whereas to other Native folks in the room, they would immediately know, oh, Deb Holland, the first Native Secretary of the Interior, of course we have to mention her in this show. Um, just a quick side story. Um, we actually found out that Deb Holland was named Secretary of the Interior while we were in a Spirit Rangers voice record session, and we celebrated like we won the super bowl it was like there were tears it was people's phones were blowing up with texts because it was you know the first in history and a native person receiving that like uh, a cabinet level position or a secretary level position in a u.s presidential cabinet and that's huge you know hmm. just briefly what, what have you heard joey from members of the cowlitz tribe about this particular episode so um i i think that what I've heard about this has really been, you know, just like nothing but love for my people who, um, you know, see and appreciate the story and the work that we put into it. And uh, honestly, um, one of my one of my favorite reactions is honestly from, you know, uh, Deborah and um, her sister, um, Sandra, who Sandra, yeah. Yeah, Sandra, who uh, there was a specific line that I wrote in the episode that was a very personal line to me to include. And it was really cool that she screen capped it, which is 
we may not be in Cowlitz territory, but us Cowlitz spirits are here for our own. Like hmm. that for me as a member of our tribe that, you know, didn't, I didn't grow up in Southern Washington state. I live in Los Angeles now. You know, I, I feel like it was so important to me to include that, like, oh, even if you don't like live in your people's Aboriginal territory, you're still a member of your tribe and your 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 culture isn't necessarily a place. It's a connection to your people. And, you know, also knowing Deborah's story, it's like it felt so cool to hear her saying those words. And like, I feel like every time that I read that in the script or watched it, I cried, you know, hmm. and it's yeah. I'm so glad that that, you know, it seems like uh, Deborah and Sandra also caught the. The, the, how meaningful it was for me to write that. Joey and, and for, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. It's been a pure pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Joey Clift is a comedian, television writer, and enrolled member of the Cowlitz Tribe of Southwest Washington, who serves as a consulting producer on the animated Netflix series Spirit Rangers. Deborah Isle, who was a lead singer in the band Romeo Void, played a salmon spirit on an episode in the second season of the series. We talked in May. Monday on the show, we'll hear about some of the big questions facing horse racing in Oregon. A new state audit found that state laws have not kept up with the evolution of the industry, which is away from live races in the state and towards betting on out-of-state races. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR One app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great weekend. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, and Michael, Kristen, Andrew, and Anna Kern.